With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs with you. And in heaven, there is no beer. So I'm going to drink one right here in celebration of Iowa's 85-76 to 76 win over Ohio State here on this beautiful Thursday night. Hawkeyes improved to 19-8 and eight overall, 10-6 and six in the Big Ten Conference. And that's good for third place. Third place and just a half game back from second place, Penn State. A couple of games, two and a half games back from Maryland and gives you Iowa a half game lead now. On Michigan State, Illinois, and Wisconsin as we head into the final stretch and look at Big Ten seeding and NCAA tournament seeding. I think Iowa might be a lock for the tournament at this point. Uh, could, you know, knock on wood, this won't happen, but could lose out and still get into the NCAA tournament. I don't see that happening. You're not going to hear Fran fade very much anymore. Uh, I tweeted, I'm, I'm going to search Fran fade on Twitter tonight. And just look through and laugh at people who were tweeting this, what, a week ago? You know, a week ago after a loss, a bad loss at Indiana. Not a terrible loss, not a Purdue-level loss, but a, a tough loss. And the loss of C.J. Frederick for what felt like might be a long time, and, and we'll get to this in a minute, but it seems like it's not going to be quite as long as we had feared. But to tonight's game, what a game, and what a what a game from everybody. All seven guys who score, who played scored. Connor McCaffrey uh, was the low score with three points, but we know what he does. Uh, you know, another four assists, two steals, just one turnover. You, you saw the the timeout they uh, they feature that on the telecast. He's just the, his basketball IQ is off the charts. And then every other guy had at least nine points, and we'll go through that. I do want to make sure that we don't take for granted Luca Garza. Uh, I know that the the role players, Bakari Evelyn, Pemzel, those guys had big nights, and, and they're, they are what we should be talking about. Ryan Creener, Joe Toussaint, who really started the game off so well. But let's not take for granted Luca Garza, our All-American, our Big Ten Player of the Year, our possibly National Player of the Year. What he does over these next five games will determine a lot of that, but... What he has already done in this season is is nothing short of incredible. Another 24 points tonight, six rebounds, four assists, which I saw Mike Halas or Mark Emmert or somebody on Twitter say that that's a career high in assists for, for Luca Garza. Um, his 12th straight game of 20 or more points, which is incredible. 
ESPN, we're looking at you. He's the best big man in the country, and there is no doubt about that. You know, the the couple of threes he hit were big. So I don't want to take that for granted because I feel like we could easily. He just does this every night, night in, night out. This is what he does. 25 points, 6 to 12 rebounds. This is what he does. It's what we've come to expect. But that doesn't mean it's not incredible, amazing, whatever superlative you want to throw on there. He is now fifth all-time in scoring at Iowa. Just tonight, he passed Jerry Utoff, Sam Williams, Peter Jock, Adam Haleska, and Greg Stokes to move into fifth place all-time. If he stays for another year, I mean, who knows how high up that list he ultimately goes. Most 20-point games in regular season Big Ten play in the Fran era. Utoff had nine. Devin Marble had nine. Garza has 15 now, thank you to Matt Benson on Twitter for that that tweet, that stat. But again, 85-76 over a, a 25th-ranked Ohio State team that had really been playing good uh, as of late. They had gotten so highly ranked early in the season, they kind of fell off, had a rough stretch, but had been playing well and got back into the rankings, uh, looked good, and were coming in with a head of steam, knowing that they needed to win this game as well. And and Iowa just was on them from the jump, got out to, a, I think, an 18-3 to lead, struggled a little bit to hold on to all of that, but I don't think it ever got closer than nine points until the, the waning seconds where... They hit a couple of threes, and the game, the score looks closer than it than it is, than it was. Um, although I kind of hate when people say that, that. The score is what it was. The score made the game seem closer than it actually was, than it actually felt. Uh, Ohio State was never really a threat to win, ultimately. It didn't always feel like that, but that, that was ultimately what happened. Bakari Evelyn, 15 points, 5 of 8 from the field in 29 minutes. What he's done over these last three games uh, has been nothing short of remarkable. I didn't think he had this in him. I mean, you know, three quarters of the way through the season, it certainly didn't seem like he had this in him. And now he's really kind of found his stride. He stepped up in the absence of C.J. Frederick and has really become a scoring option that I don't think any of us expected. Three of five from three tonight, a couple of big ones, a couple of big free throws late, three assists. He's just he's he's really come on. It's nice to see down this stretch, and and he's going to be a key guy as we head into the postseason. Cordell Pemsel, perfect from the field, four four, nineteen minutes, nine points, eight rebounds. That's a team high. Three assists, two steals. The 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 spin move he had, the the timing of his shots, the I'm back, I'm back, that we saw. Him yelling at the at the crowd or at, the, at his teammates, whoever that was aimed at. Uh, good to see him back. Good to see sophomore Cordell Pemsel, you know, back on that floor. The toughness he brings. It's it's fun to watch when when he's going. You know, it's an Iowa kid who cares about playing for this team. It's it's fun to watch that happen when he gets that going, and and I think we can expect some more of that. I don't know that you know we'll get nine points out of him, maybe maybe even again this season, but those are the kind of minutes we can expect. And, and the eight rebounds is huge. Obviously, he feels reinvigorated after the suspension last Thursday night following the driving without a license or whatever the technical term for what he was arrested for was. 
Ryan Creener, 12 points, 3 of 4 from the field, 26 minutes. He had four rebounds. He had a block. Uh, he had a good night, 5 of 6 from the free throw line. That's huge. Uh, defensively, he played well again. He had to start again in place of C.J. Frederick and, and played really well in, in that time. Joe Toussaint, 19 minutes from him and uh, some huge buckets early. Some real energy pumped into cover early in that initial run to kind of jump out to a big lead. And that was big for this game. You know, you needed to start quick. You needed to have the energy. You needed to get the crowd behind you. And Iowa was able to do all that. And a big part of that was Joe Toussaint. He, he's up and down a bit still, but he's a freshman. You expect that. Uh, he's going to be a great player. I think we're all going to love him in, in a couple of years. I already do. You know, talked about Connor McCaffrey and, and you know, what he gives out there every night. It's it's remarkable. Joe Weeks can't end it with 13 points. That may surprise some people who watch that game because he had a bit of an off night again uh, scoring. I think what we're learning is without a a legitimate threat out there with him um, now Evelyn had the night tonight but without CJ Frederick out there uh, teams can really concentrate on on Weiss camp he's not shooting the ball well but I do think part of that is defensively but again 13 points and a huge three at the end of the first half I tweeted on the the Hawkeye Nation account you know Iowa had or Ohio State had cut the lead to nine with you know 25 seconds left or whatever it was in the in the first half and it would it would be huge for Iowa to go into the, the locker room with a, t- a double digit lead after jumping out to the kind of lead they did a fifteen point lead right away. Um, it it would have been I guess the other the better way to say it is it would have been big for Ohio State to cut that lead to under ten by halftime, and it looked like they were going to do that until Wieskamp came out hit that three with twelve or fifteen seconds left whatever it was, and extend that lead back up uh, to to eleven there. At the end of at the end at, at halftime, you know, Ohio State outscored Iowa by two points in the second half. That's a a Dan McCarney win, but Iowa gets gets another quad one win, another win against a ranked team. Uh, I've got some stats here about those things and uh, what what that means for this team. And and you know, of course, as we for whatever reason, the the net doesn't like Iowa, the net rankings. Um, but they're they're putting up some numbers that are hard to overlook. Chris Hassel tweets that Iowa joins Baylor, that's top ranked, twenty three wins in a row. Baylor, with its sixth ranked victory of the season, no other team in the country has more than four. That's impressive. Uh, the Hawkeye Iowa Hoops Hawkeye basketball account tweeted that Iowa has now won ten or more games in the Big Ten five out of the last six years. That's nice. Ten quad one wins this year and six wins over ranked teams, which is the most in the Fran McCaffrey era. We'll have a couple of more opportunities, uh, at least one more opportunity, I guess, to to get another one, and that's uh, home against Penn State nine days from now. Go Iowa Awesome tweets at Iowa again, has six wins over AP, AP Top 25 teams. No one else in the Big Ten has more than four. Iowa has eight quad one wins. No one else in the Big Ten has more than seven. So when it comes time to seed, you know this this team looks has, has put together quite a resume. It really has, and it's going to be fun. These last handful of games, looking at those games, Tuesday night, the Breslin Center, Fat Tuesday, six o'clock tip, ESPN two. 
Iowa at Michigan State, the one time we get the Spartans this year. And, man, would it be nice to come out of there with a win. Ah, and I think they can do it. Looks like maybe have C.J. Frederick back for that game. Apparently he had worked out pretty hard this morning, uh, was in uniform at some point this evening, ended up being in a suit and tie for the game. And in the post game, I saw Rob Howe just posted a, a quote from Fran McCaffrey or a, a short video from Fran McCaffrey where you know he probably could have played 15 minutes tonight, but he certainly couldn't have played 35. And Fran said, we're in this for the long, long term with C.J. We need him healthy for the postseason. We didn't need him to try to get this win tonight. Now it helps that you win without him and you won at Minnesota without him. But I think that's the right way to play this. Now you have an extra four full days of recovery for him before Tuesday night in the Breslin Center. And maybe he's ready to go. Maybe he's 100% or close to it, however close you can get at this point in a college basketball season. I doubt anybody's 100%. But if, if he can be himself, that's a big a big factor in that game, I think. So that's big. He got the, the 29th leap day Saturday at home against Penn State. And that's going to be – well, I mean, all these are big games. Let's, I, I don't need to keep saying that's going to be a big game. That may be for second place in the Big Ten. I got a text from my buddy Jeremy. He says, is that game for second place? It may be. We come out of Michigan State with a win? Absolutely. Home against Purdue. And then the big game, the final Sunday of the regular season at Illinois. And what will be on the line for that, we're not sure. But could it be the top four seed in the Big Ten tournament and that double bye? Absolutely. Absolutely at this point. And Wisconsin's got a pretty easy schedule, and they got a nice win. Illinois got a nice win the other night. Um, Rob Howe and I went kind of through all of the, the teams around Iowa and their schedules on the Hawkeye Nation podcast that we released on Monday. Um, so if you want to go back and listen to that at all, you can. But Iowa now alone in third place in the Big Ten for the time being, 10-6. and six. Two and a half games out of first, which which is Maryland. I think Maryland wins this league. I think that's clear at this point, but not impossible to think you catch Penn State. There's a lot of there's a lot of teams bunched up here, and I was gonna have to keep winning, but they won tonight, and that's all that matters right now. I asked for some feedback on Twitter. Let me run through some of that right now. Also, want to quickly apologize for. Uh, this not being a real instant reaction. It was, what, 9.24 as I record this bit right now. The game ended a little after 8 o'clock. Had to get the kids to bed. You know how that goes. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, so I tweeted, what a fun night, another great win, and production from everywhere. Let's get CJ healthy for the trip to the Breslin next Tuesday. Instant reaction pod won't be real instant as I've got to get these kids to bed. Uh, but when I do pod, what would you like to hear? Brian says, I will be in 500 of the Big Ten for six of the last seven years. Big deal or not, I think it is. I agree with you, Brian. I think that is a big deal, especially as 
we begin to kind of appreciate what Fran McCaffrey is doing with this team and, you know, putting himself in the conversation for Big Ten Coach of the Year. I think this is certainly his best coaching job at Iowa, but it hasn't all been terrible. Most of the time, I was pretty good under Fran McCaffrey. There have been the fades, and there have been the disappointing ends to seasons, and there was the, the tough season a couple years ago. All of that is true, but none of that negates the fact that he took over a, a smoldering lump of earth and has built it back into a, a program that we're all proud of, that we're all f- having fun watching, that's been ranked most of the season, that's right now third in the Big Ten, has 10 Big Ten wins. There were people, you know, 19 wins. You don't lose that game in Nebraska, you're at 20, and I don't want to start doing that. that. That'll be tough, but 19 wins. People didn't think this team would win 14 games this season. Uh, Will Lynch, not to be a negative Nancy, but will Joe Wieskamp find his outside shot anytime soon? 28% from three in the last eight games. That's a, uh, that's a stat that is kind of a woe. I didn't realize it was quite that uh, long of a stretch that he's not shot well. Uh, that's probably hindered a bit by the last couple of games. But, um, yeah, I think he'll find his shot. I'm not worried about Joe. Uh, I think he'll find it. He's a hard worker. He's a good kid. He's a great balls player, basketball player. Um, maybe the the silver lining is he's not doesn't seem like he's ready for the NBA. Seems like he will be back in a Hawkeye uniform for his junior season. Uh, Adam responds to that says he needs a threat and Frederick to be out there to get him open. I, I agree with that too. I think with CJ Frederick, Joe Wieskamp's a different player. Will the Penn State game be for second place in the Big 12? Kirk's AirPods asked me that. It could be. It certainly could be. I don't know exactly who Penn State has next. Let me pull that up here real quick. Penn State is uh, at Indiana this weekend. So, and then they then they're home against Rutgers. So you you think they probably win both of those games. Then they come to Carver-Hawkeye Arena, and if Iowa can get that win at, at Michigan State, then that game certainly could be for second place in the Big Ten, which is wild to say. Penn State and Iowa. Chris Jensen, you can spend the majority of the pod talking about how great Pemsel and Bakari played. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I hope I did, I hope I did enough justice to those guys. Um, they were fantastic tonight. They... They were the spark for the, the, that the team needed several times. Garza is that kind of constant presence. When Wieskamp is having a, a difficult night, you need other people to step up. And tonight it was Bakari and it was Pemzel. Uh, Jin says, talk about how I said Pemzel was back last game on here and somehow he saw it and liked it and then kept talking about how he was back. Talk about that. You are welcome. Thank you, Jin. I'll give you all the credit for that. Why does Joe go from invisible to unstoppable and vice versa all the time? That's from Brian. I don't know, man, but when he's on, he's on, right? Uh, When he found that lane and had that big dunk, that was fun. When he hit that big three at the end of the first half, that was great. It's it's all in there. He's a fantastic player. He's also a 19 or 20-year-old kid. Uh, Tim says, I just realized the game is Fat Tuesday, the game against Michigan State. Pretty much guaranteed I'll be rowdy wherever I go to watch and not remember a minute of that game. Well, Tim, I guess that gives us a reason to drink either way, in in celebration or in sorrow. 
Brandon, I want to hear praise for Pemzel and how he's bounced back these past two games. Huge contribution and toughness. He always gives you the toughness, but he's really bounced back. He's really played well. Uh, you wonder if, if something that happened with that suspension, whether internally, mentally, or externally from the coaching staff and, and his players, um, sparked something in him to kind of reinvigorate him. I hope so. Uh, Eric says he wants to hear about how Joe Bakari continue to both improve and settle down the point guard position, which is huge for Hawkeye success. There's no question. Uh, Bakari is has been a revelation these last couple of games. Joe Toussaint has been improving all season. Brett, production from the role players, that was the story of the game to me, which is so damn encouraging. It, it is. You got to remember, Iowa won this game against a ranked team in a big spot without their third-best scorer in C.J. Frederick and with Joe Wieskamp for a big portion of the night having an off night. Incredible to get that win. Just more adversity heaped on this team, and they overcome it time and time again. It's inc- it's, it's it's so much fun. It's so much fun to watch. How much fun has this season been? And so unexpected. And the team is so likable, and they seem to be genuinely enjoying each other's success. Garza almost seems more happy when other guys hit big shots than when he does. Riley Till on the bench going nuts when his guys are scoring. It's so much fun. This team is so damn likable. Predict the record the rest of the way. Seed in Big Ten tourney in the NCAA tournament. That's from Stop the Run. I, you know, predicting a record. I think if you if you want to be safe, you say two and two. If you want to be optimistic, you say three and one. If you want to get nuts, let's go four and zero. Oh. But I, I think I think three and one is reasonable. I mean, you got two tough road games and a top ten team come to Carver in those four games, and then a Purdue team that ran you out of their gym. Now it's a whole different thing in Carver, obviously. And I think Iowa beats Purdue in a couple of weeks, but. None of these games are easy. None of them are gimmies. No game in the Big Ten is a gimme. This is why Iowa can rack up 10 Quadrant 1 wins, 6 wins against ranked teams. Every night you're playing a good team. But Iowa's a good team too. I don't know what their season I think they get a top 4 seed. I, I'll go that far. I think they get a top 4 seed in the Big Ten tournament and get that double bye. I think they do well there. And I think you can be as high as a 4 in the NCAA tournament. More likely probably a 5 or a 6. Is Pemsel and Evelyn, is Pemsel and Evelyn uptick sustainable from Ross? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not, to be honest. Probably not. I think Evelyn has found himself a, a bit of a, a groove here, and I think that's somewhat sustainable. I don't think nine points from Cordell Pemsel is something you should expect, but with CJ Frederick coming back, hopefully uh, you don't need those guys to kind of have you don't need them to have a big night every night you need them to have a big night every once in a while you need them to be able to step up when they need to and they're showing right now that they can do that you don't need them to be night in night out great because you have Garza being night in night out great you have Wieskamp for the most part uh, being very good night in night out and you have CJ Frederick who's just got ice water running through his veins how big was the role player and Joe W struggling to find his new role again the role players were huge Joe, I'm not real worried about Joe. I think he'll bounce back. I think he'll be all right. And Brett says, I miss John Miller. We all miss John Miller, Brett. I, I don't take that as 
offensive or anything. I miss John too. Part of the reasons I do these instant reaction podcasts is because I loved listening to John do instant reaction podcasts. I wish he would have done more basketball instant reaction podcasts on a night like this. I'm just jonesing for more Hawkeye material. So that's why I'm doing this as I sit here. I'm I'm just trying to give you uh, what I would want. I'm not trying to be John Miller. I just, just cracked a beer on the mic. (laughs) You know, uh, I'll never, I'll never try to be him, but, uh, I'm I'm having fun with this, and hopefully you are too. That's going to just about do it for this instant reaction podcast. Check HawkeyeNation.com for coverage. I know Rob was in Carver tonight. He'll have videos of post-game interviews with Fran and the players. He'll have a story up on site, uh, podcasts, and all that kind of stuff. We'll take the weekend off as the Hawkeyes take the weekend off, but Rob and I will, will reconvene uh, on Monday to do a, a Hawkeye Nation podcast. And we will see you all Tuesday night, Fat Tuesday at the Breslin Center for a big game for this Hawkeye team. Until then, thank you for listening. Go Hawks!